Hey guys, this is the House of Rep, episode 6. We're going to be talking about the new Xbox Series X, the brand new one that's coming out next year, and I'm going to be joined by Zvi, and we're going to go over this, so stay tuned. Uh, this is going to be a good one. Alright, um, let's just dive straight into this. Uh, welcome Z. Uh, so... Um, the new xbox so they're basically going with a generational refresh so what they'll have is an entire line just called xbox and it will be lined up for the year um so what do you think bro what do you think what they're doing with this new uh new console yeah hey man uh welcome everyone um so we've got the Xbox Series X, which is a cool little new box that Microsoft have announced a um, little way back. I think they kind of announced it in March time, right? Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 I think it was roughly about that time. They had a really good breakdown of it on a couple of people's channels. I can't remember who the guy was who yeah. showed us the breakdown, but essentially it's got the same kind of... Austin, isn't it? Austin Evans. Yeah, it's like... Um, who was it? Austin Evans. He had a breakdown because um, he, I think, mm-hmm. got invited by the um, team that were working on the Series X to show mm. all uh, kind of basically they invite him down to uh, look at the console and look at the, all the components. And then they gave him a kind of mock-up model of the series X and it, right, right. it had like magnets on it and you could stick it together and reassemble the series X, which I thought was kind of cool. So that's not going to be how it is when you actually own it. So you can't like take the bits yeah, apart not quickly a- without screws. Yeah, it's not a it's not a Lego Xbox or something like that, or a build. Oh, okay. Not a DIY. All right, so so I was under the impression from looking at that that that's how it would be made, so that obviously you'd you'd remove retaining screws to get the case off. Yeah. But getting into the actual innards, like if I needed to switch the cooler, I thought this stuff just snapped off. No. So that's kind no. of a little bit of a um. That that's kind of like not irritating, but um, that's just unfortunate because I thought that that would be a really great design feature, you know, yeah. if, if new it, things started having that modularity. It's not unfortunately, it's not completely modular like a PC. Uh, Microsoft mm. still made the Xbox that it's just you buy the console out of the box and then you, they don't. I don't think they really want to delve into PC territory right now with the Series X. Yeah, 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 of course. I mean, like, Defo, Defo agree with that. Um, my only concern is, remember when we had the red light of death, you know, like that infamous problem yeah. that all the 360s had? We couldn't get into it to see what's going on. Obviously, we'd send it back to Microsoft. They helped me out a lot. I went through about three 360s before, you know, it started settling itself down. Um, but it still never did. Like, the last one I had still kind of died the death. And then I got a sort of like a facelifted um, Xbox from like a, a, a computer exchange. Um, this, what I'm, what I'm thinking about, what, what, what my thoughts were with this was, is that if something did go wrong, let's say the fan messed up, um, I, I would just think that Microsoft would just send me the fan, you know, and then I could just slot it back in. 
you know if they could do if they could do stuff like that in the future you know like if there's like a kind of like an insurance or subscription system where i buy the console and i'm paying for it like a phone um and then i've got library of games i've got the smart delivery thing we'll delve into that in a minute but basically if i had this kind of rolling subscription instead of buying the console so i could upgrade it every few years um if they could send me bits for it when it went wrong, it's sort of like a care plan. That's something that they've never touched on. And I think that that's a kind of like a, that's something that's missing. You know, that's another great way that you could streamline the whole business. Let's say, okay, I I need more space. So tack it on. You get what I mean? Give me a new module. So, so, you know, that's what's really good about this new stuff. Like they've got, like the consoles are going into a territory where you've got, one terabyte SSD cards, isn't it? They look like little hard drives. You you were going to tell yeah. us about this, weren't you? Cool. Obviously, um, we can talk about first its appearance, that it's gone from being a kind of the the aban- they've abandoned the kind of brick-style VCR look that the original Xbox One, One had, and then we had the Xbox mm. S and the Xbox One X, which was the most and now we've got this totally new design of a tower uh, that's mm. incorporated a more uh, tall-based kind of design. And it's very square, slightly angular, rectangle. And you can see from it, the photos that it's got um, the Blu-ray kind of disk drive. And then it's got this kind of like cheese grater at the top and it's got like a slightly tinge to it at the top of the design of the case so it's mm. it's only something fresh that microsoft have designed and then you've got mm. like standard kind of pretty good spec like it's got a cpu that's pretty powerful it's an amd zen 2 core about 3.8 gig which is probably like block at a decent speed so that I can run like 4K or 8 stuff. And then we've got like a GPU that runs pretty fast at 12 teraflops, so that's pretty sick. Uh, then I just briefly broke over the specs. Uh, it's got 16 gig of RAM at GDDR6, and it's got a one terabyte custom SSD. So a bit similar to how we were talking about on our podcast about the PlayStation 5 and that having about 100 gigs. This one's got slightly more with one terabyte and it's a custom NVMe solid-state drive that's probably made by Microsoft or in collaboration with Seagate. And the is a 4K Ultra HD Blu-ray drive. So, so far, it's pretty good. Mm -hmm. We all know about Spencer. Uh, he loves to talk, talk about his console, and um, obviously, Major Nelson is running around talking about the console as well. Yeah, it's, it's they're characters, cool. aren't they? They're great guys. I like yeah, them. I like their style. I like Phil. Be- actually, Phil's leadership of Microsoft has been really good. Yeah, you know, compared to other guys. Yeah. Well, um, ever since like 2000, and kind of like. Since the Xbox One X, he's kind of pushed him a lot more, in my opinion. He's mm. given a lot of time mm. and effort to try and make it a good competitor. The only thing that I would say right now, and you can elaborate on this, Rob, is that 
Microsoft are actually really good from stuff like Gears and Halo. Yeah. Um, to push, push their spot, in my opinion. No, I totally agree. I mean, this is the biggest problem that they've got. They had so many great studios that they've bought up. And now they've kind of done the thing where they've merged all of these guys under this one umbrella, yeah. you know, where Microsoft Studios is expanding. So that's cool. That's all well and good. But I want to see a library. Yeah. Like, I want to see at least 10 first-party tiles from these guys over the console's lifespan, minimum. You know, I want to see this console basically go through the maximum kind of like beating it can take, you know, it's pushing the graphics to its limits. It's showing us stuff that, you know, like original IPs that's not available anywhere else. Because truth be told, the biggest reason I'm going to buy this is my back library. You know, the fact that this has a massive amount of backwards compatibility all the way back to the old, um, you know, the fab how how far backwards can we go on the Xbox Series X? We can go all the way to original Xboxes, but they're going to be legacy titles that are available digitally. So what you do is you pop the disc in. If it's available, it will read that information from the disc, see that you originally owned the game, and then unlock it into your Xbox library where you can play it digitally. Ah, uh, neat. That's good. So it's the ones that they basically optimize to run with the with this kind of software based. I guess it's a software-based kind of emulation or hardware-related. Yeah. There was a rumor going around that it's also hardware because the, the cores are so powerful and the the kind of OS and everything is based on their old architecture anyway. So it's easy for them to give it a little bit more expansion. So there's a separate team working on remastering and restoring um, games. There's going to be another team that's probably going to do remasters to kind of copy what Sony were doing. So they'll take a classic maybe like Halo. Like they did a Halo remaster, I mean, like already, but they'll take an older game like Halo and completely remaster it maybe for 8K, you know, as another selling point or a showpiece. Like maybe Halo Infinite is actually Halo, a new Halo game, but inside the game there might be Halo 1 completely redone in their new engine. So you never know. They they tend to do things like that. And then also, you know, they lost a lot of exclusives. Like They used to have like DOA, you know, and other stuff that were like Xbox exclusives, and that drove us. Because the DOA franchise is like a big franchise for me and you. We play that a lot. So... You know, it was almost a no-brainer to have a 360 back in the day. It had a great controller. It had a good system. I mean, I remember the days when we had the Duke controller, and I was playing Ninja Gaiden and the original um, Ultimate and stuff on that. You know, and then we had the S controller, which made things a lot slimmer. But we played that console like crazy. Jet Set Radio Future, you know, they were great games on that. Yeah. Um, What do you think of the first Xbox? Let's go back in time, you know. Tell me about the first Xbox. Well, I, th- I I remember seeing the first uh, Xbox. I thought it was a bit of a brick. Um, it uh. was huge, but what I liked about it is that the specs were quite nice in the original Xbox compared to the consoles at that time. So we had like the we had, I believe, the PlayStation Two and the and Nintendo sixty four. Um, uh-huh. So the Xbox was kind of had really good IPs at that time. Um, yeah, and it was pretty smooth. It used to play games very well at a good, solid thirty frames a second. 
Uh, mm. My only criticism was of the Xbox, the original Xbox, was is that it never really pushed um, any sort of like it. It didn't. It didn't go to a high level for like uh, game resolution, and um, the controller was a bit chunk, a bit too chunky for my liking. Mm. Yeah, so you thought that the Duke was just a behemoth, isn't it? The other like, like yeah, the original Xbox had. I think it was one of the consoles. Was it had a hard drive? So this is true. Uh, this was one of the biggest selling features of the console. Yeah, and a lot of people forget that it was one of the first consoles to actually have a hard drive. So it ditched memory sticks, and that allowed you to have more. You know, like install directly onto the onto the actual. Um, you know, the thing, so that was cool, yeah. It was, yeah, yeah, that sped things up. You know, I was going with a kind of like a you know, what I really liked, I liked the prototype, you know, the one that was a little icon that you could collect in DOA when doing yeah. survival, yeah. It was yeah. like a showpiece, and I really thought the console was gonna look like that this massive X, <laughs> and you could just use it as a lamp. So I was imagining just using it as a kind of like a light source in my room, yeah, I know that, and like you know, playing with it. And then I and then you know like I remember I remember uh, Ash used to say to me Ash is like one of my like uh, uh, childhood friends you know but uh, he basically said to me um, so much he talked so much bullshit to me about this console he used to say to me that like oh when it overheats the you know the middle green bit that says Xbox he said that would come up. And it would glow red if you overheated your console, and then it would vent the air with like, and and all this wicked smoke would come out, and then it would go back down. He used to chat so much shit about this stuff, man. You know, like, uh, and so it was, it, it was so hilarious, like the conversations we used to have about it. But you know, I, I was just trying to remember, didn't the GameCube come out at the same time of this console war generation? I uh, so the X. Was it the the sixty four had retired right by then? Because the sixty four was it around when the Saturn and PlayStation One were out? I can't remember. No, 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 no. Because the GameCube came out when the three sixty was like kind of newish. Oh right, okay. So the so the GameCube competed with the three sixty. The Xbox was a one of the last ones of that generation, isn't it? That's right. Of that kind of time, yeah. What you got to remember is that they they started to develop the Project Dolphin or something, which became the GameCube. Right, yeah, yeah. They said, oh, we're going to get a console, blah, 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 blah. We mm-hmm. call the 360, but they didn't call it the 360 at that time. They called it something else. And then it became the 360. Revolution or something, innit? And then they renamed it the 360 or something, innit? Remember the, the titles, but... Yeah. Um, they were... You remember they had DOA, uh, Dead or Alive 3 as a demo and stuff like that. For, uh, was it yeah. 360 or was it... Yeah. Oh, I remember. Um, it was called something else because it would. It used to say "Congratulations on the launch of the Xbox Xenon" or something like that. It had a different name, the Xbox, before they they settled on 360. We, it was. It had a platform name like Scarlet. It had a name like that, like Xenon or. Um, you know, it wasn't, yeah, it had a special name, and I can't remember what the name is, and they, they just, you know, thing, but I just remember, like, memories, like, fond memories of playing uh, with my old buddies and stuff, you know, before they became dickheads and shit, like, and I lost touch with them, but basically, um, you know, like, we used to just play, play a lot of this stuff. 
They used to play in it a lot of four player. Like, you know, controllers were built in. We could play Halo. Like, Halo really was the thing in it. Like, Halo, four player Halo, Halo, stuff like that. Yeah. Which is really cool. Yeah, yeah Halo was a good game. Halo, Halo 2 had a good multiplayer. Halo 2's story was so. Um, it looked like they had cut so much out. Yeah. It's almost as if that, that they had such a truncated time scale to get this game out that half the game was missing That's you know story wise yeah it was the strangest yeah. thing it was it was the most like there, there are a couple of games that i really regret buying on that console mm. one is goldeneye um rogue agent because i'm just a huge bond fan yeah. so i thought this would be a sick game where we would be basically this bad bond yeah and it, it turned into such a it was such a train wreck that game you know, the way it looked, the way it works, the yeah. stuff that happened. I like the idea of Scaramanga and Goldfinger fighting amongst each other and they're the lieutenants of Spectre. That was so sick. I feel like that needs to be remade, you know, and then you use his eye with a kind of VR kind of spin on it. So he has like a dead eye and you can do stuff with your hands, you know, and stuff. We get Pierce Brosnan to return or something in the role. You know, I, I've got some wicked ideas that I could do. It's like set a couple of years after. So there's a third GoldenEye satellite that the Russians make. So it's called GoldenEye Rogue Agent, but it's kind of like set in Pierce Brosnan's universe where there's a new, um, you know, his, his timeline. You yeah. get what I mean? So it would be quite cool. And he's like an older Bond, you know, with a bit of a kind of shaggy beard and stuff. Oh, oh, so oh. I would love to do that. I think that that would be a wicked game. You yeah. get what I mean? He's like, so Rogue Agent's like his protege. He's like 009, and he like betrays him or something because he got shot in the face by Scaramanga or something, and he wanted to get revenge on him. Like, so Scaramanga survived or something. I don't really know, you know, what I how I do a, a spin of it. Maybe Scaramanga cloned himself or you know, Spectre cloned him or something to bring him back or Scaramanga's son or I really, I really don't know what I, I can do with that, but there's a lot of different uh, cool ideas that can get cooking with that kind of concept. Um, you know, there's a, there's a lot of ways to bring people in who haven't been kind of in the Bond franchise. So yeah, moving back to the Xbox um, X, because, uh, you know, we can talk more about the 360. 360 was just, you know, a beast. You know what I mean? The library was great. Yeah. You know, we wore yeah. that console out, man. We played that console. Uh, we played DOA 3. Well, it um, we played also... DOA 4 was a launch title, in it, for us? So we just wore it with that. Just hammered that out, man. Yeah, but to be honest, it was also... Uh, um, Kind of a shabby console as well at the same time. Yeah, okay. no, I have to admit the the build quality was atrocious. I remember seeing the E three press conference when Elijah Woods walking down with his baggie and he pulls the console out and turns it on and I'm like, that's an unfinished prototype, you know? <laughs> and then and then somebody said to me, Bro, that is actually the console. Yeah. And I said it looks yeah. so cheap. It it doesn't look anything like the PlayStation Three. And granted, the PlayStation Three, yeah, like the PlayStation Three went in a completely different direction. It went in some posh piano kind of direction. Like, oh, this is gonna be like this beautiful thing that you put next to your uh, banging off some speakers or something. You know, they were trying to go with that. You know, under Casarai's kind of leadership, they were going for that kind of like super premium. But then you, there was that super premium price tag. It was like six hundred pounds. Or something crazy in it. It was like the price yeah, of two consoles. Yeah, very. 
You know, that that was crazy. I remember when we had that. We played Motor Storm on that, and, you know, we had the tilt controller, and it was it was crazy fun. But, you know, PlayStation 3 lacked the tiles, man. There were just no tiles compared to Xbox. We just kept getting Xbox games. Yeah, true. Yeah. I mean, still, when you count it, um, I was still getting ports on the Xbox because the Xbox's architecture was better. So games just ran better on the Xbox. You know what I mean? Now and you could see it. Yeah, now it's kind yeah, of shifted into kind of flipped on the other end. Since we've come from going uh, away from the 360 and into like the current generation and the next generation, we've seen, uh-huh. we've seen that um, the Xbox One and the Xbox One S. I've had okay kind of titles, but most of them are multi-platform titles, and there's only a few proprietary IPs like um, Forza, Halo, Gears of War, and those mm. are the ones that are getting moved onto the Series X. I'm not mm. sure of many other titles and stuff that will push the hardware because the hardware mm. of the Series One X is really good. Like it should yeah. be able to run yeah, like yeah. 4K gaming. It can do 4K yeah. gaming pretty well with that custom yeah. view. It's got more than mm. enough RAM. It, it will have a quick enough SSD for you to load. I'm not sure what Microsoft will look like right now because Microsoft hasn't said anything about it. Um, mm. About what? Do, one thing I do. I missed that. Time, what were you saying? Sorry, bro. What were you saying? I missed that. It was very gobbly. Okay, uh, so I'll just repeat it for the audience if they didn't catch that. But I was saying that I don't know what the interface is going to look like, the user interface of the Xbox. Oh, the UI. Got it, got it, got it. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah. And I like I like the design of the little memory cards that they've made that are like one terabyte. If they're not too expensive, mm-hmm. very cool in terms of a design element for the console. Yeah, they're probably going to be the same kind of prices that we see these mini, mini Samsung SSDs. You know, the ones that we pick up for our rushes and stuff. Yeah, of you course. know, so you're probably looking at like sixty to maybe, maybe no, not probably even sixty. Probably like a hundred pound, you know, yeah. or more. Okay. Because you know, if someone's quite serious about their their upgrading, they're gonna they're gonna tap into that. That's a that's a a nice little uh, nest egg for them. So uh, revenue source. Going back to going back to this this thing about um, uh, smart delivery. So there's this unique thing that they've got now that they announced at the press conference. Yeah. Uh, when they were talking about the console, that this is actually gonna have a, a smart delivery initiative where you buy the game. Okay. And it's available in three different formats, so you can go and have another older Xbox X, and it will work on that. You can have it on your PC rig, and it will work on that. And then you can have it on your Xbox X. So it's almost as though your Microsoft account, your Xbox account, becomes kind of like a cloud-based account. Right. So most of this cloud-based interfacing and the the money that they've been spending on the cloud, like they were talking about, oh, um, Crisis Three is going to be cloud-powered, so the destruction is going to be like randomized and stuff. I really don't remember what actually happened. If I remember correctly, the reviews were quite mediocre for Killzone, um, not Killzone, Crackdown 3. And um, it was a bit of a kind of like a, it, it took a long time to come out and it wasn't what 
people were expecting. They were expecting a little bit more. They were looking for a kind of like an IP killer for the Xbox X. Yeah. But it didn't really turn out to be that. So they, they, they made a couple of kind of like missteps with the Xbox X. When I first saw the Xbox X, I had the exact same problem that I had with the Xbox 360 when it was launched. There was a lot of spectacle, star power behind it. And then as soon as they revealed it, I was like, this looks like a cable VCR or beta cam, you know, like something ancient that I saw as a kid, you know? This doesn't look state-of-the-art or new. I was looking for, like, spiky edges or a massive X on it and stuff. You know, like the, the things that they're doing now where the fan kind of looks like it's glowing with that traditional Xbox logo and, you know, like it, the finish and stuff, the matte finish looks a bit better. When the Xbox first came out, it just looked like a massive, like, block of, you know, like this wedge, you know? Like, I was like, where am I? This thing's massive. And then I and then I realized that there was a reason why they did that. You know, they wanted to make the cooling better. That's right. And 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 their cooling is always better. Like the the Xbox is a much better built console than a PlayStation because our PlayStations have overheated in the past. They look very slim, and the design is excellent. You know, the wedge design and that kind of slanted uh, thing with the Pro. You know, that kind of triple. I, I call it like a, it looks like a, a Viennese sandwich. Yeah, it's like a sandwich design. Yeah. So basically, that they look wicked. Don't get me wrong. The the Sony PlayStation look wicked, but the Xbox is a practical for power use. You know, if you're going to be doing long gaming sessions, they thought about the cooling. You know, they it's not perfect. It's not bulletproof. You know, I've seen people get you know similar kinds of hardware issues with the Xbox and stuff. But this new one, this kind of centrifugal um, cooling system and unique fan design, this is very good engineering. This is very, very, very good design from the team. I have to say, the team have done very well this year with the, with the design because. I know it looks like a massive mini PC. Yeah. But that's kind of where you need to go with these kind of things. If you want to run those CPUs and RAM at this kind of like clock speeds and it's just dedicated for gaming and there's a SSC chip for like the other apps and things, um, you really need this kind of cooling. Cooling is so important. It is. Cooling is just so important, man. Because just stuff will overheat. You know, you're going to get frustrated. Let's delve into the controller. Tell me about the controller. The controller looks better, right? They've kind of refined it a little. Well, it's not bad. I mean, it's only a slight change. It doesn't, in my opinion, it, I wish they used the Elite controller as the new controller. So basically, mm. uh, Xbox have an Elite controller that is completely modular and it's very premium. And it's got this kind of gray matte and black finish. And I feel that, that they could have used that controller for the Series X instead of making a slightly modified variation of the Xbox One uh, controller. I think what they've only changed is some of the button arrangements. And I think there's a slightly newer button in the middle for something um, uh -huh. near the Xbox symbol. But overall, it's very similar looking. I think the D-pad is slightly different on the new one. That's how you can tell the difference between the two. Yeah. Um, but the D-pad is just like one of the things that's kind of trickled down from the Elite controller, isn't it? Because the Elite controller is like roughly the price of like a 
um, you know, like it's quite it's quite pricey. You could pick up an old console for the price of a controller, and you know, you go in because it's a pro controller. So um, it's like they're never gonna. I had a discussion one time with some people about this. I can't remember what it was. It was on a a forum or something. I was asking them why don't they make um, why didn't the Xbox X have an elite controller with it and then they were just basically telling me it's a cost issue yeah so what it what it was is basically is is that if they started tacking into um you know the console was a behemoth anyway when xbox x came out yeah. um you know they were like the controller is a separate thing if you need it if you're at that level and you need that kind of dexterity and control, if if you feel that you need that little bit more, you can buy this controller and change the way things are. Um, the only problem with the Xbox Elite controller is that you can't remove the battery. Oh. So if your battery goes, your controller's going to be screwed up. You'll have to send it in to get like get it changed or something. The controller is, I think they've still kept the modular battery compartment but I think it's yeah. slightly, maybe a little bit more powerful to handle your gaming needs. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So it ticks a lot of boxes, you know, like um, it's going to have backwards compatibility, great big hard drive that can, you know, separate its operating parameters and the game installs. You'll have separate cards. External hard drives will still be able to be plugged into it from what we've been told. Uh, you can also do a lot of stuff on it. Like, you know, you're still going to have that great OS. You're going to have, like, you know, the ability for you to, you know, use it. Um, one of the best things they ever did was get rid of the Connect. I remember that. Bye-bye. I remember when they were trying to push push the Connect like crazy. Yeah. And that wasn't as good as it, as it could have been. Um, they, they're not talking about VR. I think they they've learned their mistake. Yeah, I th- you know they don't want to yeah. embrace the technology until it's a no brainer. You get what I mean? True, true. true. So since true. we are still very much in its infancy, um, I don't think they're ready. I don't think that, and I think that's a good thing. I think they should just stick to basics, build a library. You know, we know we know it's a powerhouse. Yeah, I'm actually really looking forward to it. I mean, th- I think this time I'm going to be a, I might be a first adopter with this one. I don't know because like. I completely skipped the Xbox. Well, what you- I only recently, about about a month ago, before the release, uh, before all the news started coming out, I was like, you know what, I might pick it up because it might be on sale. So the price was quite good. It had dropped quite a bit. Yeah, um, it's dropped. It's dropped right now because of the COVID as well. They've dropped it so that um, you know people who are at home can just like upgrade. You know, so yeah. that's cool of Microsoft to like set people up with a, I think it was a hundred pound discount on it or something. So instead of it being like three hundred something, it was like two hundred. And I was tempted, you know, and then but then I thought back on my mind, I'm like, I might as well get this because it will cover everything. Yeah. I can phase out the three sixty, I can vault the three sixty. Uh you know, the old Xbox I'll never have to bust out again. The only problem with that though is the old Xbox can still play the OA two ultimate and uh Ninja Gaiden and a few other games. They're not available right now on the library. Oh I see. You know, I don't know what, what tech what why they're not talking to Tecmo about this, mm-hmm. you know? Um I want to play those old DOAs, you know, in a in a better resolution. I wanted to slightly upscale it. So especially DOA three because DOA three suffers. I th- I don't know what kind of process or um, maybe it's the tessellization of the engine with the water effects or something, but it just never appears 
on the Xbox Xbox backwards compatibility list. Right. Yeah, so that's quite that's quite annoying right now. So I hope that they increase that library. They get a, a dedicated team that can just do that. Yeah. Because um, it's going to be very important. And, um, you know, I want to get classics on it. I want to get, like, you know, new classics, like Mortal Kombat 9. You know, like, I want a faster version of that. I want Killer Instinct yeah. upgraded so that I can play an AK, you know, and stuff. So I'm hoping that they launch it with Killer Instinct 2. You know, I, I want to need Killer Instinct because Killer Instinct just really is amazing. It is. It's, like, one of the best games. It's, like, a game that we all love here. You know, in in team rep, you know, we all play it. Yeah. So um, it's really sick. It's a it's a it's a great thing. So yeah, just to wrap this podcast up, you know, I want to thank you for joining me, bro. Um, it's promising stuff right now. You know, it's promising stuff. It's looking like um, it's gonna be another challenging fight between the two giants. You know, can you imagine that? Like back in the day, we were like, you know, it used to be Nintendo and Sega. Yeah. You know, buying heads. And then here comes Sony out of nowhere with a PlayStation. And now they're the giant. And the other guys are kind of like in the background now. And then obviously the Switch is doing amazing. But, um, you know, the um, Microsoft having a console, this was almost unheard of. You know, it, it, it was, it's just crazy. It's crazy how things shift. Yeah. And this is why brand loyalty is something that you need to be flexible on. You know, I've never been like a super brand loyalist. Um, I will always see what people are innovating tech wise. And if that fits my need, that'll be my go to tech. You get what I mean? So I always try to keep my options open. Gone are the days where, you know, I would just be buying Sega with you. Yeah. Do you get what I mean? So, uh, yeah, it's great. Uh, and, you know, um, it's, it's it's pretty cool stuff. So let's see what happens. Yeah. Bring on all the 2020. Yeah, we'll keep people we'll keep people in in the loop, you know, we'll see how we feel about it when we actually get physical, you know, things here. You know, like I get a I get a little bit of a taste of it at a at an expo or a con, you know, like a like you know, I get I get a feel of what this console's going to be like and then I'll, I'll I'll do another podcast with you about our feedback on that physically, how the console feels and how the games are running and how we see you know, like what Microsoft are doing. So, yeah, it's really cool, bro. So thanks again for joining me on this one, man. And I'll see you on the next one. Um, I'll see all you guys out there. We're going to keep the magic alive with the Rep Knights.